Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Well, pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, good afternoon. Welcome to another week and another day of the Eagle Hour on Super Talk Mississippi. This is Bob Getty along with Kelly Sander. We're in the Southern Bank Core Studios. Luke Johnson's over in Laurel at the uh, Southern Bank Core Studio there. We're glad you're with us. Opening segment of the show is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great place for dinner, great place to cater your next event, whether it be football, baseball, basketball, whatever, church event, home event, whatever you choose, just make sure that uh, you give Dickies the opportunity to do it for you, and uh, we promise you that Dickies will cater it right. All right, uh, we're going to have uh, Barry McKnight from Troy University on the show a little later, but first I want to start off with this. Kelly, I kind of followed in your footsteps. I spent Saturday morning out at the Rock with the football team, and uh I came away with two impressions. The, the first words, two words that would come to my mind are high energy. It was a high energy, up-tempo deal. And the second thing, and I want to get your thoughts about this, I was just so impressed with the personable behavior of so many kids on the team. They came up and introduced themselves, and one young man that came over, a transfer from Mississippi State, sat with me for 10 or 15 minutes and just had the most delightful conversation. Uh, there's a different culture right now in the football program at Southern Miss. I think you're spot on on both cases. The one thing, you know, we, we had talked about being old school guys. We remember two-a-days and Will Hall. Um, first of all, w- when I was there for that first day, I mean, Will Hall stopped what he was doing. And, and I felt like, gosh, right. I, you don't need to do that. Right. right. And I think he probably did the same, right. same thing with you. But, but he was talking about how now the way they do it is a lot of the teaching goes on in the classroom, film work and so on. And then when they get out into the heat and in full pads, man, they, they go, you know, as fast as they can go for about, you know, about two and a half hours. But to the second thing, which to me is almost more important, all the guys – just seem to be so nice coming up, shaking your hand and right. ask how you're doing. And they, they say, were. you know, thank you for coming. And uh, it's going to be. Yeah, a, I saw the same thing. Yeah, it was crazy. It's going to be a great year. There was an incident there where a little child was up in the stands with his dad and he lost his balance and fell and cut his head open. You know, he was bleeding pretty good. He's fine. Happy to say some of the trainers went up there and helped him and they got him patched up. The next thing you know, I mean, half the football team is over there. Fist pumping the kid and pumping him up and telling him how tough he was. It was just, uh, it was really, a, it was a delightful experience. And I think it's important to people to understand that 
I really sense that new culture there. And if you can't get behind these guys. You can't get behind anybody. I agree, 100%. Well, also new to the program is Sam Gregg, who is the line coach and offensive coordinator who came over from Liberty, much herald uh, coach. Talk to him a little bit about what the offense is going to be like and the changes that uh, folks may see. It's not so much a change in in the – the system that they're using, but certainly a change in fundamentals and attitude. What else did he have to say, Bob? Well, his, let's see what he had to say. All right, Coach Greg, uh, all the experts, and I'll put that in quotations, uh, say that the, the defensive team at Southern Miss is proven, the offensive team is the question mark, but you being here seems to have really changed the entire atmosphere. What are fans going to see different this year offensively? Well, I don't, I don't know if we'll see much different offensively. I, I hope we're playing with a sense of urgency, and I hope we do uh, a better job, you know, taking care of the football. You know, it's, it's got to be about the ball. We've got to keep it in our hands. And I told the guys the other day, if we can end every drive this year with a punt, I think we'll – or a kick, a kick, I think we'll win a lot of games. You know, if we can keep it. And I tell you, man, uh, I, I'm, I'm pleased with how we're doing right now. Your offensive line, uh, some new faces. Just talk to your center, confident, well-spoken young man. I'm, I'm sure we're going to see some improvement there. Yeah, Bryce is, a, you know, uh, I mean, he's a good leader we have. You know, he's played a lot of football. He did a great job today. We had some, had a few hard looks from the defense that I thought we picked up well. Uh, they got us a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I, I think we're gelling a little bit right there. You know, we're banged up. we got to push through. So, uh, you know, I, I think the more we can get reps together as a group, I think the better we'll be okay running attack passing attack or balanced attack uh we're balanced man you know if we can be balanced i think that's the best <laughs> you know if, if i don't know if we're gonna run it or throw it i think that's definitely the best you know defense when they can well they can sit down and and, and kind of bury their haunches in you because they know you're going to run it or throw it or do something based on a formation or a tendency then i think you can get in trouble all right, you, you've come here from Liberty, and uh, I'll get your thoughts about Hattiesburg, about being at Southern Miss. Yeah, man, uh, me and my family, we love it here. It's, it's awesome to be back in Mississippi. I'm from Amory, so it's great to be back in the home state. Uh, great, it's, it's really great to be back around people that talk like I do. So uh, that's uh, me and my wife both are both excited about that. Uh, but, man, just really been welcomed into the community. Uh, and, and I'm telling you, man, this is, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. What would you say to fans about, uh, about this team this year and what they can expect and how important it is for fans to come out, buy tickets, and support these kids? Well, you know, every team is different. Last year's team was last year's team. This year's team will be this year's team, and next year's team will be next year's team. But I'm telling you, man, we've got a great group of kids that play their butt off. They do, they do for the most part, they do exactly what's right. They do what's expected of them, and they love Southern Miss. And, man, they are practicing their tail off to get ready for this season and uh, I, I'm telling you I, I would hate to be somebody that missed out on seeing something great uh, at the rock just because we thought something might be the same as it was in the past you know uh, I, I think we're fixing to do something special here over the next couple of years man and I and I hope everybody in town's a part of it all right last question coach you know a little bit about the opening opponent uh, they're pretty dynamic uh, program uh, should be quite an opener yeah uh, Hugh does a great job uh, man I worked for Hugh for three years it was. I, I loved working for him. I loved working with those guys up there. It, it's a special place. It's a nice place. You know, it's a great place. Uh, you know, they're 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 getting their program started. They're going to have a lot of good players when they roll into town, and they're going to be very well coached. And uh, you know, it's going to be a great challenge in the first game. 
Sam Gregg, the new offensive coordinator and line coach. Impressive guy, Luke Johnson. And, uh, again, part of this new culture that, that Kelly and I have both since being at practice. Yeah, I mean, I, I do like uh, Sam Gregg. Um, number one, I like the way that he sounds. And he made a, he made a comment about his, his own um, accent. And, of course, being from Amory, uh, the the fact that we get another guy who knows the state of Mississippi ties to the state of Mississippi, but I mean, you guys tell me. I mean, he sounds just like Will Hall when he talks. I'm not just talking about the accent, but I'm talking about the theme and what you uh, the fact that he believes that you know we can win here now. I, I have said it. I will say it again. Malik Willis uh, is not you know at liberty. Charlie Brewer is who played for Baylor for four years. He's going to be their starting quarterback. At the same time. Uh, I think Sam Gregg is one of the keys to this game. I'm, players got to play it, but the fact that you know, as he said, he'd worked three years on that staff. I think that that helps us. It certainly doesn't hurt us as we gear up for Week One. Kelly, your thoughts about the, what changes uh, this man may bring to the team? One of the things that they're going to focus on with the more depth on the offensive line, and and he talked about it in his, in the first answer, kind of generically about hanging on to the football, all right? Because it was no secret that as good as the defense was as a unit, it played way too many snaps last year because of the inefficiency of the offense, super back or not. So if they can just run the offense to where there's more ball control, keep the defense, you know, more fresh, and and actually get Brownlee some help on the on the receiver side of the ball, which help is on the way. We saw that, you know, over the weekend as well. Then I think you're going to see a, a offense that this and this might be kind of a conservative term, but it's serviceable. Right to where it puts the the defense in much better situations. Clearly, another another change that was <clears throat> evident to the naked eye was you had three complete units: first, second, third team units going up and down the field, defense against offense. That that has to be a big big improvement. And when I was there on Friday, they got ninety six snaps, eleven on eleven. And as Coach Greg was just talking about, the more reps they can get, obviously, the better off they're going to be, particularly on the offensive side. And would you be surprised if I told you Coach Ankar was out there making guys pull weights around, run steps, yelling and screaming at them? Coach Ankar was probably there at 5 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Practice starts at 8, mind you. He was probably there at 5, ready to go. Right. Well, it's a new dawn, Luke, and uh, I'm pretty excited about the opener. When we come back, we're going to be talking, uh, bringing you some sound bites we got from Bryson Mays and Malik Shorts. But a lot of enthusiastic kids really giving 150% at practice. You, you've got to it, – it's the same thing that, that happened after the 2012 season and the, the 2013 season. You had a group of guys that wondered, you know, can we, can we win? And how they ended the season last year, they know they can win. Um, but at the same time, you're entering a, a new con- a, a conference. So it's not just about hype. It's not just about you know saying what we need to say. You get a feel that there's you know a real belief on this uh, on this team, whether it's from coaches or players that they believe you know they can they can be 500 this year and maybe make some noise uh, in some games that they were probably considered out of. But that's where it starts. If you believe in yourself, then you can actually uh, start to reach those goals. And I would argue that this is a better conference, top to bottom, in football than, than CUSA was. When we come back, we'll hear from a member of the offensive line, much maligned last year. They recognize that. And a defensive back for the Golden Eagles that the figures to play really big in the season. Stay with us. Eagle Hour continues on a Monday.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Well, you know, you hear the Eagle Hour podcast anytime you like on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. So however you choose to listen, uh, it's available to you uh, all the time. We really appreciate uh, everybody that logs into those podcasts each and every day. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. I was actually there Saturday. I went by there after practice, and, uh, you know, I'm standing there, and uh, I'm telling Kathleen about the big plug that Joy Lee McNellis gave her, and then a couple walks in, and the first thing out of the guy's mouth is he says, did you hear Joy Lee McNellis plugging you Friday on the Eagle Hour? So uh, uh, we appreciate that, and uh, – Joy Lee was it was a great visit. Yeah, Kathleen her. might have to give a image and likeness deal to Joy Lee. <laughs> well, after that plug, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. After that plug, there was definitely some truth to that. Barry McKnight is the play-by-play voice for Troy University. He's going to be joining us uh, here a little later in the program. But to first want to go back to uh, practice Saturday. No secret that probably uh, the most maligned part of the football team last year was the offensive line, and you know they just did not play well at all. Well, I learned that they're very much aware of that. And uh, Bryson Mays, who's projected to be the starting center uh, for the Golden Eagles this year, talked a little bit about the poor performance of the offensive line last year and uh, how they hope to be much better in the upcoming season. What did he have to say, Bob? Well, let's listen. Hi, Bryson. I'm here watching practice. High energy are the two words that come to my mind. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, offense, we were kind of stagnant to begin with early today. I think later on we really pushed it, and I think we got after defense pretty well today. Okay. A lot of talk about this team compared to last year's team. Last year, a pretty good defensive team, but some struggles offensively. New line coach, offensive coordinator here. What What is the difference that Southern Miss fans are going to see? I think you'll see an old line that plays harder, plays more efficient, knows what to do. Uh, Coach Greg's a great teacher. I feel like we've learned way more. I feel like we're straining way harder. I feel like the offense is way more efficient. The defense is going to be better than we were last year. The defense won the problem. I mean, a lot of the games were up, and we would give up turnovers, and they run it back. You know, So the scores were like the defense was getting blown up, but it was really us giving up points. So uh, I feel like the defense is going to be as good, as, or not good, if not better than they were last year, and we should be much improved. Okay, what what is the mindset of you and the other guys on the O-line? Because it all starts on the offensive line. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, some people say it's a cliche, but it's true. It really starts in the trenches, man. And uh, last year, uh, we underperformed greatly. And a lot of those games were on us. And so now everybody has a chip on the shoulder. And there's a difference between saying you have a chip on your shoulder and actually playing with it. I feel like we have a lot of guys right now that are playing with a chip on their shoulder. Conference uh, change? Are you looking forward to the Sun Belt competition? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we got some new teams. Kind of makes more sense. You know, we're actually in the Sun Belt kind of regional team. So old rivalries like Tulane and stuff. Should be fun. Louisiana coming here on uh, Halloween week. That should be oh, yeah. pretty exciting. That's going to be a great one. I look forward to that. ESPN. All right, so how refreshing. Here's a member of the offensive line that says it was on us last year. We did not play well, and we cost the team some games. That's in a society where you always want to point the finger at somebody else's fault. That is really refreshing, isn't it, to, to hear that? And, and Will Hall, I mean, it starts at the top. Will has said in public speeches going into this season, he's even gone so far as to use words like pathetic. Mm-hmm. You know, that's... That's pretty hard to, to say about yourself. It's one thing to say we didn't, didn't play well, but to use words like pathetic mm-hmm. and sorry. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, they, they take responsibility, and they're the only ones that can get it turned around. Right. Uh, refreshing, Luke. Uh, this young man, very articulate young man, I guess, as everybody could tell, uh, made it real clear to me, both uh, on and off the interview, that the offensive line last year uh, cost the football team some games, and they have some making up to do. He's exactly right. I was I was thankful that that, that that point was brought up. There were several times that we were in games, games were tied, or we were down, you know, by one score, and, and uh, man, the – their defense, uh, you know, whether it was a pick six or a fumble recovery and just kind of put the game out of reach. But yeah, Bryson, he's a redshirt junior from Bolivar, Tennessee, uh, transferred in. He's actually, I think he played high school ball with Trey Lowe, but transferred in from West Virginia and he's slated to be, you know, the starting center. And so uh, you like hearing the quarterback of, you know, the, the offensive line talk about it like that. And, and I do think, um, you, you hear the confidence that they have in the defense and that, that's the thing about it. I mean, I think, until the offense comes along, um, because they are, you know, still a work in progress. I mean, we're talking, you know, maybe some old school Southern Miss football here where, where you can win on defense. Um, and, and that's what they're going to have. Defense is going to have to lead the charge, um, you know, the first half of the season as we allow Ty Keys to develop and get game experience. Kelly, I know how close you cover high school football. What is it that, what goes on up in Bassfield? What, what, what is the, what is the deal there? You don't think tradition's important? I mean, when, when you take, take Bassfield, for example, all right, it's a perfect example right here in Southern Miss's backyard. You're, you're born and raised in Bassfield loving football. You don't have a choice but to love football. And not only do you love it, you better be good at it. And just because the school has gone through a transition, it's not Bassfield High School anymore. It's consolidated with Jeff Davis County. They're still winning state championships up there. So tradition means a lot. And the tradition, you know, kind of hurt Will Hall's feelings when we were kind of saying the nasty bunch. We don't know if the nasty bunch, the true nasty bunch will ever return. Will's feelings were kind of hurt by that. He said, we're working toward that. And but but it's far enough away that this new group of guys has to relearn that true nasty bunch moniker, and uh, that's what they want to get back to. But Bassfield men, you know, I think one of the young men you're going to talk to here shortly is, is from Bassfield, one of many that Southern Miss has had over the years. Malik Shorts, defensive back from Bassfield High School. Lots of confidence on the defensive line of uh, the scrimmage, and here's what he had to say. Malik Shorts, everybody. Malik, how are you, son? I'm great. How about you, Mr. Bob? Well, good. You look hot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It got a little temperature turned up us on us a little day uh, today. And uh, it got a little heated, you know. And defense, we got a little sidetracked. We let the heat get to us. You know, we had a few mistakes today. And, you know, we had to, we just got to keep our composure and fight through the heat. What I see at practice here is high energy. Those are the two words that come to my mind. Oh, yes, sir. You know, that's what we want to uh, base our defense and offense on. You know, Coach Hall wants to play with high energy on both sides of the ball. Coach Armstrong, he wants to play with high energy, be physical, and fly to the ball every play, you know. And that's just what we're trying to build our identity as a defense from Coach Armstrong's standpoint. Defense was good last year. All the quote-unquote experts say that'll be the strength of the team this year. Will we see a, Will we see an improvement even over last year? Uh, yes, sir, a whole lot of improvement. You know, uh, we got bigger D linemen now. You know, uh, these guys, they coming in from different type of schools and they want to play and they want to fight for a position. And those guys just work their butt off every day to help us on the run game and in the pass game, too. So, you know, they uh, help us in a lot of different ways, you know, and, and defense probably going to be outstanding again this year. Yeah, I guess you see that difference in 
the depth on the defensive line because of these transfer kids? Uh, yes, there's a whole lot of transfer. Last year, we probably had a couple of them in rotation, probably at two to three at the most. You know, this year we probably got like six at the rotation or five, something like that, you know. So them guys doing a good job learning inside what Coach on Coach Lacey is telling them what to do. They learning from him and they doing great things and they applying it to the field too also. Malik, what would you say to Southern Miss fans about buying tickets, coming to the games, getting behind you guys? Uh, I say please do that. You don't want to miss it this year. We're going to give y'all a show and we're running for that conference championship this year just to bring one back to our fans and to the rock. What another nice, great kid. Yes, sir. No, sir. You know, just really, really polite, really confident kid. And a lot of competition between the offense and the defense in the last hour of practice. We talked a little bit about Lance Ancar uh, earlier. And the one thing that struck me about Malik Shorts when I saw him, I didn't know it was the same guy. He has really muscled up over one year. I think he's put on about 20 pounds, but hasn't given up any speed, you know. Um, and again, you got the Bassfield chassis. And then more strength, size, and speed. Man, he's, he's going to be tough. One correction. He told me it's not Bassfield. It's Baffield. Oh, okay. Baffield. Okay. Jack pointed that out to me as well. It's Baffield, Bob, not Bassfield. <laughs> well, he's a yellow jacket uh, in high school. We'll just put it that way. Luke, Bassfield, Baffield, it don't matter as long as they can play football. And they know how to do that from that high school, don't they? Uh, my locker mate, Otho Graves, who played tight end, he would tell you right now, it's Bassfield. It's always been Bassfield. It will continue to be Bassfield. So, anyway, they're, um, that when you go back and you think about like like places in Mississippi that have you know history, people forget how you know the the old rivalries between Taylorsville and Bassfield. I mean, right right there, and and those two schools. When you start looking at um, even NFL guys, I mean, what those two schools in you know little. Little uh, Jeff Davis and Little Smith County have produced. It, it's pretty amazing. But the gold mine, yeah, it's not even really fair. I mean, Bassfield and, and Prentice could compete for for state championships on their own, and then they combined it. And what Coach Mancuso has done has been pretty amazing. And actually, Luke, I would have to even going a little bit further back. I think you'd have to include uh, East Marion and North Forest. In the, and, the, and those schools all used to beat up on each other. They were all district foes, and South State would always come. To, 2A at that time was probably more talent-laden than, than 5 or 6A, whatever the number one was, the, the highest group was back in the day. I mean, Bobby Hamilton you know, played at East Marion. I mean, you know, he, was, he was a great one that played. Uh, I think he played for the Patriots even. So. One, yeah, absolutely. All right. you, you think about – you think about – the guys in the NFL, but but going back to Taylorsville, Billy Hamilton, Jason Campbell, you know, just the NFL guys and, and Major League guys. But love the fact that we have a coaching staff that knows where every single one of those high schools are. All right, full tilt scrimmage tomorrow. That's what's on tap for the Golden Eagles tomorrow morning. We'll cover that for you as well and hopefully have some good stuff for you tomorrow. When we come back, we're going to go back touring the conference and Troy University's next.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill. We will be there the Friday before things kick off, uh, right in the shadow of the rock with Slay and the gang. That's a great place for you to go have lunch five days a week. All, food's always good, and there's always something, some big game on a TV somewhere, and lots of TVs, uh, of course, throughout the event. Full tilt scrimmage tomorrow morning. You go try to go out there, Sam? I'm going to be out there tomorrow morning at uh, at the Rock. Uh, try to – got a heat warning going on in the afternoon, so it's a good thing that they're going to get that taken care of tomorrow morning. <laughs> I don't think coaches at all worried about <laughs> about the heat wave, but, uh, but whatever. I'm sure they're working out hard at Troy University as well. Barry McKnight probably knows. He's the play-by-play voice uh, for the Trojans. And, Barry, it's a pleasure to have you back on our show. Thank you. You're very welcome. I can guarantee you the coaches aren't too worried about the play-by-play guys out there and the heat at uh, at scrimmages because Troy had their first scrimmage on Saturday out at the vet, and it was hot. Nobody checked on me, though. Man, I don't know how they do it sometimes, but goodness gracious, I'm ready for a break from the heat over here. What a coincidence. I was at practice for a couple hours Saturday, and Coach Hall not one time came over and <laughs> asked me if I needed something to drink, Barry. <laughs> Not once, you know, throw me a bottle of water or something. Uh, you know, you, you wonder sometimes. All right, Troy University, we, we think that has the potential now that uh, USM is in the uh, Sun Belt to build into a, a nice rivalry. What was the, uh, you know, what was the thought process at Troy when uh, word got out that uh, USM and the other teams were coming over? Well, it was great. Uh, I've mentioned before on a couple of uh, occasions that, um, you know, very glad to have James Madison in the league, very glad to have Old Dominion, very glad to have Marshall. Troy and Marshall have had some great matchups. But the key for us was Southern Miss. Adding Southern Miss, for just strictly from our perspective here in Troy, it helped to um, to get Troy into the Western Division, which you know they needed to get into. Keith Gill, the Sunbelt Commissioner, said that was one of the real uh, one of the real thrusts of their planning was to try to get Troy into the West, and having Southern Miss as the partner over there really helped us in that regard. But it's also, I mean, there've been some great football games, and our fans remember those. They remember the the. Overtime loss in the Superdome one year when, uh, gosh, the guy's name was Barefoot. He kicked one about 50 yards in overtime to beat us. You know, we remember uh, the matchup in the rain a few years back at the Rock. Um, yeah, there have been some really good football matchups, and that's what that's what our fans appreciate. Uh, there was one a couple of years ago uh, in which there was over 1,000 yards of total offense, and Southern Miss pulled one out in Troy. So I, without a question, this is when you look at the schedule, if you're a, a Troy fan, the eye is drawn to week six. Believe me, October the 8th is something that has not escaped uh, our fans' attention on the schedule. Well, that's great to hear. And, Barry, when, when we've been talking to independent writers across the southeast about their projections for the upcoming season, and, and Troy is seeing a lot of love, man. They, they really A lot of these independent guys like the Trojans' chances, all, although the east uh, markedly tougher from top to bottom than the yeah. west, apparently. Yeah, the, the the issue, and this is something that really rankled the Troy fans over the last couple of years, it's three straight years for Troy of not having winning seasons, and that's never acceptable. But so many of those losses were one-possession losses, last-minute losses, losses in which we had a lead late in a ball game and just couldn't close them out. So, you know, the the fact that Troy, you know, 
six and six, five and seven, five and six um, over the last three years. Certainly, that's never acceptable. But gosh, they were close in a lot. And maybe the fan, the uh, writers that you're talking about, understand that we're not that far away. There's certain things that needed to be addressed. Uh, the offensive line, for instance, um, quarterback is still something that is being uh, that is being competed for right now. But really. You know, they were not that far off from bowl eligibility in all three of the years that Chip Lindsey was here as head coach. It just They just never were able to get over the hump. So the offensive line needs a little work. Young, young quarterbacks sound familiar, Southern Miss fans. Sounds pretty familiar to me. <laughs> it sure does. Well, it's a, um, you know, Coach Summerall, the new coach here, he's like any coach. They'll tell you that one of the most important things in recruiting, one of the most underappreciated things in recruiting is offensive linemen because, uh, you know, you, you can recruit speed. You can you can look at measurables in terms of 40-yard dash time and explosion and, and things like that. But offensive linemen, you have to project out. Will a guy who, you know, who is big and strong as a high school senior be a serviceable offensive lineman by the time he's a college sophomore. The, the if you look at one thing, maybe if you guys, if your fans are interested in one thing that has really uh, been on an upward curve since spring practice, it's been the offensive line. Uh, the first four. The four starters that came back from last year are decent. Oh, you can win with those guys. But it was it was behind them in the offensive line where there was really a lack of depth. Troy hired an offensive line coach named Cole Popovich, who was the O-line coach for the Patriots, uh, and uh, like the New England Patriots. And he's a guy from out on the West Coast, and he recruited about three or four JUCO offensive linemen, two of whom have come in and are possibly going to start so that has been a big upgrade, even from the spring. Uh, but the quarterback battle is still, um, boy, it's still up for grabs. The guy who started last year, Gunnar Watson, who started about half the games um, and started a bunch of the year before, knows the offense and you know, has some experience to him. But there's a guy named uh, Peter Costelli, who's a transfer from Utah, who they really like his speed, they really like his um, athleticism. And right now it's a pitched battle, so that is still too close to call there. But it's certainly something that they need to get they need to get addressed uh, before too much longer. Maybe before the second scrimmage coming up on Saturday. All right, Luke, get in here with Barry. Barry, Luke Johnson here. Thanks for coming on today. Let's let's talk about yeah. your head coach, John Summerall, um, who who's been at the defensive coordinator at Kentucky, and then. And then Joe Craddock, who I find really intriguing to be in the Sun Belt. He was with Chad Morris at SMU and in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, with, with a head coach like Summerall, it's going to be his defense. But what's going to be the driving philosophy um, for both of those guys this year? Well, for, for Summerall, it's, it's culture, uh, without a doubt. I mean, the excitement is there. The enthusiasm is there. The attention to detail has taken an uptick. Uh, it's the culture that he is really uh, trying to affect. You know, the team had been beaten down a little bit with so many close losses and some adversity through the COVID year. Um, it's extremely positive with here with him. The commonality that I see between Sumrall and Craddock is an emphasis on physical offensive football. Over the last several years, you know, we've thrown it around. Uh, Coach Lindsay believed in that. It was it was pass first to set up the run. Well, not anymore. 
more. Um, you know, it's going to be a physical run game first and foremost. It's going to be physical on both sides of the ball. But Craddock is really accentuating the run game. There's some good running backs. Kimani Vidal and D.K. Billingsley and a big guy, a transfer from Texas A&M named Charles Strong and a couple of young players as well. The most market difference you'll see in Troy uh, this year, from what you saw last year at the Rock, is the physicality and uh, and the emphasis on the run game. That's going to be something that the Troy fans certainly can relate to from you know from their past. We uh, we talked to a guy last week that had covered the Sun Belt in the past, and uh, just, he just reminded us John Summerall was was on Neil Brown's staff mm-hmm. and and uh, looking to you know to bring the Trojans back. Look at this schedule, uh, conference wise. You got to go to Boone. Um, you uh, you get Texas State at home. You got to go to to South Al, and then of course uh, you you host Southern Miss. But we just want to let you know we will be rooting so much for our Sun Belt friend, the Troy Trojans, as they open the season in Oxford on September third. You know we are we have certainly obviously been looking forward to that as well. The schedule is front loaded a little bit. We've got Army late in the year in Troy, but it is front loaded. And I'm just saying, I'm just spitballing here, fellas. I know that Kiffin has gotten a lot of guys in in the transfer portal and Jackson Dart and uh, Ulysses Bentley and the uh, the guy Evans from, from TCU, but they haven't played together. Um, they're, they're doing some different things on offense with the old coordinator gone. Uh, it is the first game of the season. Nobody has seen what anybody else does. There's not a whole lot of tape on John Sumrall. I'm just saying, I don't, you know, I'm not calling for any victory or anything like that, but do not sleep on the Trojans in Oxford in week one. Yeah, that sounds I'm just pretty saying. good. We like that. We like that a lot. Hey, Barry, about a minute left. How, how far is it from Troy to Hattiesburg? How long a drive is that going to be as we hope to see this rivalry develop? Well, the difficulty is is that there's not a straight route. You have to go down to Mobile and then up through Loosedale and all over there. So it's ne- it's it's never easy for for me. I've never been able to make it in in less than three and a half uh, four hours. Um, but there's mm-hmm. some great scenery out there. It's just it, it's not a straight shot. It is a little bit convoluted. So your fans need to get used to that. Make sure that you uh, that you have Google Maps or take a map or something like that because it is not easy. And, Barry, will there be room for me when I come over at the front porch to, to hang out prior to the game? Uh, prior to the game, absolutely. After the game, you're taking your life in your own hands over there. I'm telling you. <laughs> after, after the game, it, 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 it never closes. You see things there that you may not see anywhere else. It sounds like my kind of place. You may not want to see it. You might not want to see it. <laughs> Hey, Barry, thanks a lot, man. We appreciate it very much, and uh, we look forward to the matchup this year. Look forward to it as well. Thanks, fellas. All right, Barry McKnight, everybody. Play-by-play voice of the Troy Trojans, one of the new rivals of Southern Miss at Sun Belt. I'm already mapping out all the famous watering holes in these different different towns, Bob. Yeah, I can tell that. (laughs) All right, when we come back, uh, visit with John Cox and uh, kind of a somber conversation. uh, As um, I guess as we speak, the funeral is underway for Coach Corky Palmer. We'll be right back.
Southern Miss to the top. And we want to thank Barry McKnight for Troy University for joining us. I think it's fun, Kelly, to go around the league here and talk to all the play-by-play guys. They have a great, they have a great insight. You know, they don't give you coach speech. They, uh, you know, they tell you about the team. So uh, we we look forward to that, uh, and we've got more of that to come. Uh, this segment sponsored by D1 and D-Bat, a great place to take your child for baseball and softball training. Uh, Kathleen and the staff there have state-of-the-art facilities, all kinds of batting cages, pitching machines, expert instruction, and uh, she can tell you exactly uh, the program that you need for your child at the D-Bat. Uh, D1, of course, uh, for athletes of every age and every sport. They're located on Hardy Street. They're great supporters of our program, and we uh, thank them very much. Also want to thank Mo Bay Bidier. That's where we'll be. On the last Wednesday of this month. We'll be the there 31st. 31st at Mobay Beignet. And uh, looking forward to a two-hour show to kick off the Eagle Hour. So we get to eat beignets and drink coffee? She said for, She said she's providing them, Kelly. For two hours? For two hours. Oh, boy. Yeah, it it's, be, yeah. it's close to the hospital right around the corner. Yeah, it's so. right around the corner. Right <laughs> uh, on, a, on a solemn note, I think the funeral uh, began at 1 o'clock this afternoon for our, our beloved friend, uh, Coach Corky Palmer. Uh, at practice uh, Saturday, I had a chance to visit with John Cox, and of course, uh, Coach Palmer was on our minds and uh, part of our discussion. I asked John, uh, you know, what, what will he remember the most about uh, the legendary Coach Palmer? Here's uh, what John Cox had to say. All right, John, uh, sad day for everybody. Uh, your thoughts about Corky Palmer? Well, Bob, I've been thinking about that a lot the last few days, kind of uh, thinking back of some of the great moments I was around Corky. And I remember the first time I ever met him, 1974, sitting in the stands at Reed Green Coliseum. It was a, I think it was a coaching baseball class that Pete Taylor, Pete Taylor taught. And all you had to do in that class, I think, was just draw a baseball field is what you had to do. But uh, Corky was uh, kind of the quote-unquote life of the party in that class. Uh, everybody loved him and, uh, you know, Little did I know, a few years later, I'd be uh, calling the games. One when I probably actually did one when he was a player because I started doing them out at the old uh, baseball field here, which is the football practice field now. And uh, you know, saw Corky play a little bit, and then you know, hung around and he coached a little while with uh, you know Coach Taylor, and then his years as an assistant coach, and then his years as a head coach. And uh, you know, a lot of great memories from Corky. Put a lot of miles uh, together on the bus and on airplanes. Uh, all over the country, always a lot of fun to uh, travel with and sit in airports and talk to him. But I think what made Corky special is he's one of those guys who just loves Southern Miss. Uh, I mean, it was he kind of grew up watching Southern Miss, uh, and so you know, and grew up uh, loving the Yankees. I think and Mickey Mantle and Yogi Berra, and he talked about that a lot. But he, he was a Southern Miss guy, you know, almost from day one. And uh, whenever you're around him, it was great to sit around and talk about the history of Southern Miss because. He literally had been watching it since the 1960s. Uh, but, uh, you know, just a guy who, who cared about his players, cared about the people that were around the program, whether it be myself or Jack Duggan or anybody was around like that. And, you know, he was just one of those guys that uh, when you sat down with him, uh, he made you feel better. He felt uh, like you've known him your entire life. And so uh, it's, it's going to be a great loss to not only Southern Miss baseball, but to the Southern Miss family because 
because he was a fan of every sport at uh, Southern Miss. So uh, I, I think every time we, we sit at the ballpark, every time now, from now on, I put that headset on and get ready to do a Golden Eagle baseball game. You're going to think about uh, Corky Palmer and what would Corky say and what would Corky be thinking at that particular time. So uh, we loved him. Uh, it's, it's a great loss to uh, baseball, great loss to the Southern Miss family, Hattiesburg in the state of Mississippi, and uh, so we'll miss him. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, I mean, he. We we talked a little bit last week about how Hill Denson and his uh, and Hill Denson's salesmanship was able to get you know big time corporate sponsors and and with some of the success that Hill Denson put together, put Southern Miss baseball uh, on the map. But it was Corky Palmer and the trip to Omaha that legitimized Southern Miss sports baseball in particular on a nationwide scale that really they've not they've not uh, relinquished i mean the southern right. miss now when you ask somebody across the country that knows mind you college baseball they will tell you that southern miss is, is among the, the elite programs now in the country not just the state of mississippi well when you make when you make that tournament even if you only make it one time it changes the perception of your program doesn't it it also changes the expectations Right. All right. We talked a little bit earlier about Bassfield High School and the tradition. It's expected now. Bassfield, and it's it's not it's not supposed to be a surprise when they're hosting super regionals and going to super regionals. I think that is now the uh, what will be what is expected at Southern right. Miss. Well, Coach Palmer's funeral today at one o'clock. Hope obviously uh, the best for he and his family, and uh, we're sorry about the loss, but uh, we're better for having known him and having him on our show and and uh, having some. Uh, opportunities to spend some time around them. I think we were fortunate for that. All right, scrimmage tomorrow. You going to make it there, Senator? You going to try to make it to the scrimmage? Going to be there. Yeah, I won't be on the field, mind you. I want to no, try to no, stay no, as far, no. No. far away from the field as possible so I don't get run over. But. And maybe you can bring us back some reaction. I'd be, be delighted. be great. All right. We'll try to get that to you tomorrow. Really appreciate everybody working with us Saturday. Thought it was a great show today, hearing from different kids and coaches. And that's what we want to do all throughout the season for you. We want to try to give you the best coverage of Southern Miss football that you'll find anywhere. And really, the kids are the stars. They're the they're the thing, man. That's exactly right. Back tomorrow at one o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss to the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. Into the future I wanna fly like an eagle To the sea Fly like an eagle Let my spirit carry me I want to fly like an eagle Till I'm free Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.